Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. All right, well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, as you can see now, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, thank you for the introduction. And by the way, everyone, um, there is a cafe, sorry, Cafe Edwards <laughs> in the house. Angela got me a wonderful cappuccino. Yeah, so. you're, my wife, uh, she busted in here and said, I want right. to make you a cappuccino. Right. I was like, can you make me a beer? She's like, well, no, just him a cappuccino. <laughs> well, she knows, I, I, you know, in our past audio, um, like you say, shows, Endeavors. Endeavors, yeah. uh, there's been times where my eyelids got heavy, so... Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> just, Are you trying to say honest, I was boring you all this time? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, not exactly. What that was is more so is is this the uh, the the pressures of the day that it hit us all. So Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I get it. It's Sometimes you sit down and you get to talking and listening. And, oh, when you're still and quiet. Oh, yeah, after you've been moving all day, that's right. for sure. And you and I, we've been moving a lot over the last week. We had that big festival at our parish we have every we year. and. Yep. Took off all week and and man, it was a great time. Raised some money for the for our parish. I wish but I did. next year I will take off. All well, week. I, I was still I was there and, from Saturday to yeah, Saturday, and so I was it, still getting the paycheck and doing this stuff too. Yeah, I, I slept like a rock. Uh, whatever day Sunday night, I guess it was when I finally got off. But uh, man, I'm excited to be back in here. You know, we took last week off. We had the Friday uh, episode that came out. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, getting to spend that time with him, and uh, so that kind of filled in that spot while we were both off doing different things last week, but. You know, in that time, Victor, I, you know, I'm always thinking and trying to be aware and watchful of what God is showing me in my life or things I might have messed up, like we've always talked about and, you know, where he might be leading us. And this week's no different. We're going to be talking about uh, one of those things here in a minute. But before we get started, I really want to say thank you to all the people that have been supporting us out there. You know, Victor, we started that membership community a year ago. We moved from Patreon. We're still on Patreon. If someone wants to join there, you can. But we built the membership community as a place for guys to to do multiple things, to come together, uh, to have the monthly Zoom calls together, uh, to be able to receive the narrow road, a place to put those videos uh, that go along with it. We also have exclusive videos, which you and I haven't done in a long time because we've really just been busy and trying to move in the studio. And it was hard logistically to do those things where now it's going to be easier. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have tons more content on there. Of course, now you know that we're on YouTube, so we're going to be filling stuff up on our YouTube channel too. But there's going to be stuff that's only for members uh, where extra extra time for you and I to go over deeper dives of the podcast, or maybe we'll just talk about some things on there that we don't share other places. Um, I know we also do extra interviews with uh, guests sometimes, like we've done them with you know Ralph Martin and Matt Frad. And those things are put there, so that community cost is twenty five dollars a month, as you know, Victor. And you know you get the narrow road to your front door every month. You get those videos. You get to be on that group call every month. You get the exclusivity stuff, the the stuff we're not doing anywhere else, and it really helps the ministry. You know, a lot of guys say, "Well, I can't give a lot of money. I don't. I want to give a thousand dollars a year, but I can't. Or I want to give, you know, whatever it is a year, but I can't." Well, twenty five dollars a month is a way to support us that helps out a lot. You know, you get a lot of guys giving those twenty five dollars, which we do have a great number of those, and I thank every one of them. You you're able to do things to continue to grow, to pay to pay off this equipment to to put together new projects, to hire a new person. We just hired Lucy Frayne, yeah. who uh, I made a post on social media about yesterday, who's come to us and is going to be in charge of our administration and marketing. And as we grow, 
those costs grow with it, you know, to have people, to have support. So, you know, if you haven't given or haven't considered giving, one way that's sort of a give and take there, a trust on both sides really, is, you know, donating that money, becoming a member, and then receiving the extra benefits uh, and getting more, uh, you know, content from Victor and I and then also from our guests and, and the other things we're doing around here. So I invite you guys, if you haven't yet, to become a member. You can go to justaguytheinthepew.com. Go to um, our narrow road page, sign up there. That'll get you access for the community and everything. Twenty five dollars a month, and we're going to make sure that you have all the extra perks that you would you would like. But also, you're going to be getting that narrow road and everything else to your house uh, every month. So, if you want to support us, that's one way you could do it. Another way is you can go to DonorBox, uh, DonorBox.org/pew, and there you can be a one time uh, a donation, an annual donation, a monthly donation. If you just want to give. Um, that's great. But all of those things go to support what we're doing and furthering the mission of Just God and the PMP ministry. So thank you for those who have done it, and thank you for those that will continue, consider doing that in the future. Uh, Victor, next week, I just want to make an announcement. We're going to be in Las Vegas. I'm going to be out there for another restored parish mission at St. Anthony of Padua. That is out there, I believe it's on the outskirts of Las Vegas, but I will be there on June the 17th and 18th. It's actually this week. I'm sorry. It's this Friday and Saturday for that Restored Parish Mission. We're going to be starting a men's group there. We're going to go through the training. You know, Victor, I've talked about this a lot of episodes. You and I have talked about it off air. That's where I believe that, that you know, we are created to to really help the church right now is to, to go build groups like we've had at Holy Rosary, to go and, and help men feel confident in leading other men, to disciple men, to disciple other men, right, to, to teach other men to fish. Not just to have a ministry in a box and videos that show up on your door and press play and you know, everything will be fine, but actually teaching men how to lead other men and creating a place for men to be authentic, to find authentic relationships both with Jesus Christ and other men to do life with. So we're going to be doing that in the Las Vegas area, again at St. Anthony of Padua on June 17th and 18th. So come out if you're in that area and see us. We've got some other ones coming up in August and September that we'll announce as we get closer. If you're interested in having us start a men's group in your parish, please come to our website at justaguyinthepew.com. Go to the Book Me page. Click that uh, the men's group portion there. Fill out the form, and we'll be in touch with you. Uh, we love to do this. This is what we believe we're called to do. The parish mission goes along with it. It's for men and women, and we believe that this is a way that we can get men to rise up, and when the men rise up, the church is going to start fixing itself in a way of some of these problems we see from the lack of men that aren't standing up and living their faith. So, again, you can go to justagathepew.com, go to the Book Me page, go to the men's part, and then um, fill out the form there, and we'll be in touch, either Lucy or myself. One last thing. I saw yesterday uh, Father Larry Richards posted about our pilgrimage. There's still room. As you know, we're going to, uh, or maybe you don't know, we're going to the Holy Land in May of 2023, May 10th through the 20th. Uh, it's a 12-day trip. We're, Father Larry Richards and I are leading it. There's plenty of space still left. We're going to go all over the Holy Land to all the places you want to go, all the sites. You're going to walk in the footsteps where Jesus walked. If you're a married guy or a married gal, you're going to get to renew your vows at, at Cana, at the spot of the wedding of Cana. So there's so many things to do. You can go and check that out, too, on the Book Me page on justaguyinthepew.com. There's a link there to click and find out more information about the pilgrimage. But I can tell you, with Father Larry and myself and a list of guys and, and gals that we've got going already, I know we're going to have a great time. It's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm excited to go with my buddy and just to be there with my wife as well and renew our wedding vows. So if it's something you've always wanted to do, please consider going with us. You're going to have a great time. 
And I guarantee you it'll be something you'll remember for the rest of your life. Is, so. is there a deadline for that? Uh, no. I mean, I guess a few weeks maybe before. They haven't given Just get me the your passport now. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do all that and get that taken care of. Yeah. By the way, the vaccine restrictions in Israel have been lifted. So we saw an increase immediately when that was announced and people mm-hmm. signed up. So um, that's not an issue anymore at the moment. Hopefully it won't be again. But feel free to sign up, put down the deposit, join us. We're going to have a great time. And you're probably going to see me cry a bunch in the Holy Land because I don't know that I'll be able to contain myself when I'm standing in the places that Jesus stood. But uh, you're welcome to come with us, and we'd love to have you. So want to move on to the show here now that we've got all that out of the way, Victor. And, you know, as I was saying before we got into all the announcements, um, you know, I'm always looking for places and things in my life. Um, and you are too, I know, because we've talked about it, where God is sort of revealing something. And you know, I think it was during Italian Fest, the festival I was talking about at our parish. I was home one night, taking a shower. It was late. You know, been out there all day. And was just praying and sort of thanking God for everything in my life. And and just thought, like, man, look at, I'm so grateful for what he's entrusted to me. You know, and, and it made me start thinking about the word trust. Mm-hmm. And it's something you and I talk about a lot on here, right, is that we need to trust God more. We have to surrender our lives more. And for men, it's hard. You know, it's hard to give up that control. It's hard to to say, okay, God, it's all yours, and I'm just going to sit back here. Because as men, we've always sort of been trained to do, right? Like, go fix, go do, go build. You know, if something needs to be done, you got to get it done. And we don't like to relinquish that control a lot. I mean, even in your household, Victor, I mean, how many times do you not want to give up the remote control for the TV? Do you not want to let somebody else drive? Do you not want (laughs) to? All those things we struggle with. So I started thinking about it and thinking that, Yes, we spend a lot of time talking about trusting God, and that absolutely should be. We have to give our lives more fully to God each and every day. As we've talked about again before, our lives are constant conversion. There's never a moment where we go, okay, I'm good, I'm here, I'm safe, I don't need to do anything anymore. We always have to be looking for that next step in growing our relationship with God and trying to come to know Jesus better so that we have that better relationship and we can grow that trust. But there's another side of that too, and that's what he kind of revealed to me is, how much that he has entrusted to us. And I think so often we think about one side of the coin and not the other. And today's readings, when I open them up, actually give us two different readings, one from the Old Testament and one from the Gospels, where we see the two different parts of trust being lived out and being talked about in the readings today. So that's what I want to talk about, Victor, is just this trust and how trust is a two-way street. It's not just about us trusting everything to God. Yes, we have to do that. I don't mean any disrespect in saying it that way. We have to trust God. But God also has entrusted us with a lot, and I want to speak about that today with you. Well, you talked about trust as, as something that um, it really, I think, is, is an impediment for really everybody. I mean, I, I think that the most basic concept of trust is like when we're a child and with our parents. So mm-hmm. we trust our parents to take care of us. We trust our parents to take to get to you know point A to point B. To make sure we're you know medically provided for, we have food and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like I think what Christ talks all about: "Come to me as children." You know, like like that's the, the basic faith is that mm-hmm. there is no doubt at all whatsoever. But when we become adults, you know, we become kind of like you know just a little bit mistrustful of things, mm-hmm. um, possibly because of experiences or whatever. But like even in our work, you know, we we delegate things to people. But do we fully trust them? We, we still do checkups, right? Sure. Has this been done? Has this been done? Has this, this been done? Um, so that, that we're still not really fully trusting, and, and I think our ability to fully trust God is still their impediment in there because it's like we're, 
we're fighting against our own self of do we trust ourselves yeah as well well and i i mean you make a good point there it's it's easy to trust your parents mm -hmm. because they raise you they're they're physically there you can see them you can touch them you know they love you even like even in the worst moments i had growing up when my parents were mad at me if i did something wrong and you know, was in a lot of trouble or they were very upset with me, again, mostly because of something I did. Mm -hmm. I never doubted that they loved me. You know, I wish that there were things that didn't happen, you know, and I, and I felt like angry sometimes at my parents or that maybe I, I would feel the devil sort of creep in and say, well, maybe they don't love you the way they do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I knew it. And it was easy to know because you could see it. It was there in front of you. And I think so many people struggle with trusting God because you don't see God. I mean, yes, we have the Eucharist, and Jesus is, you know, that's his body and his blood. Mm -hmm. But if you don't believe that or you're distrusting of that, then it's not the same thing as someone being physically there because you don't have that belief in your mindset. A lot of people don't. A lot of people that, that claim to be Catholic don't fully believe that that is honestly the body and blood of Christ. So you make a good point there. It's easy to trust what you can see in front of you. And I think that's why so many people struggle is because I want to reach out and see God. Like, God, make mm -hmm. yourself known to me. Knock the lamp over. You know, a bl blow a breeze of air in this place where air can't be, you right. know. We all want George Yeah, George eclipse Burns, the sun. Right? <laughs> we want George Burns to show up as God. Going, sure. Hey, how you doing? Or maybe Morgan Freeman. This is you what know? you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> for, right. for our generation, is George Burns. Yeah. Morgan Freeman for those that are like under 30. Yeah, yeah that's right. But I, I, I just, I see that there's, there's such a struggle people have with trying to trust God. And, you know, and in that first reading today, you really see that, you know, the reading today was from First Kings chapter 17, verse 8 through um, 16. And it was about the widow of Zarephath and Elijah. And Victor, you know the story well. And I don't think she, was she even Jewish? I don't think she uh, I don't know about yeah, that part. I I, that's, yeah. You're getting way past my, yeah. my, my pay grade now. But, um, that was years ago. I don't remember. Sorry, guys. Right. Yeah. But it's basically Elijah had been told by the Lord there was going to be a great famine. And so he goes out and it says the word of the Lord came to him. And he commanded a widow there to feed him. He had been feeding Elijah with a raven. He'd been bringing him meat and drink and all this stuff by a creek. The creek dried up. And then he's basically saying, Elijah, don't worry. I'm going to send and command this woman to feed you, this widow. So he says he arose and went, it says he went, arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, bring me a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, also bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Now, this is where she responds, and she says, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a pitcher. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Right? So here's this widow that has nothing. This great famine has come across, has come upon everybody. And she's basically saying, this is all we got left, and nobody has anything, and we're going to die. So Elijah answers her and says, Fear not. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make one for yourself and your son. Right. So he's saying, yeah, I heard what you said, but I still need you to do what I ask you to do. He then goes on and says, For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal shall not be spent, and the pitcher of oil shall not fail, until the day that the Lord sent rains upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not, was not spent, neither did the pitcher of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So here in this first reading, Victor, we have this woman that's going like, there's not going to be enough. Like, I, I, we're, we're basically going to die. Like, this is barely enough to sustain us one more day, and then we're done. So Elijah, in the, speaking in the, in the voice of God, is saying, no, like, 
You could trust, like the Lord has said, your jar will not be empty. You have to trust in that. And so that first read today really brings us to our need to trust in God, right? That that Elijah was a prophet. You know, we have plenty of people in our world today that are speaking to us about the need to trust God, to trust Jesus more. And so many of us are still saying, but I, I, I don't, it's not going to be enough. I can't trust him with everything. Just like the rich young man that walked away because he couldn't give up all his stuff. I can't fully give over to God because then there'll be nothing left for me, right? I, 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 I just don't trust him enough. So we see here in this reading where God is calling us to trust him more. And this is, is, is the first reading of the day where I believe you're seeing this two sides of, of trust, that trust is a two-way street. That yes, in this first reading, God is asking through Elijah for us to trust him. But as we're going to see right now in the gospel, there's a flip side of this. So the gospel today is part of the Beatitudes, right? Part of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's called the salt and the light. We're all familiar with it, right? And, and Jesus says in the gospel today, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trodden underfoot by men. So he's warning us there to not lose our flavor, right? To not lose our zeal, to not lose our passion. But in this part here, he says, you are the light of the world, right? He's not saying here, I am the light of the world, which he is. I mean, he obviously is, but he's saying you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So in the second reading, Jesus is basically saying, you are the light of the world. You have to go out and do this. This is your call, right? You're following me, but eventually you all are going to have to go be this light. I'm not going to be here anymore. So, Victor, this really opened my eyes to how much Jesus has entrusted to us. As you know, he ascended, and he said, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He gave that ability and that mission, that directive to us. What an amazing amount of trust that Jesus has placed in broken vessels like you and me. Mm-hmm. We're his hands and his feet now. And, 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 and you know, St. Teresa of Avila even says, Christ has no body but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. You are the hands with which he blesses all the world. You are the hands. Yours are the feet. You are the eyes. You're his body. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Here's a great saint saying the same thing. Jesus is entrusting us to do this work, to share the charisma with others. And so many of us aren't doing that, right? But this trust is a two-way street. Yes, we're called to trust him. And I think, Victor, if we stop and look at how much he has entrusted to us, then maybe it would be a little bit easier to trust him when we see just how much responsibility he has entrusted to us and not try to do on his own. Well, the, the neat thing that what Christ is talking about, the, the no one lights a lamp or puts a, you know, a bushel on top of that, well, that's everyone knows that's pointless. I mean, yeah. it's there to give light to the room you're in. So what he's trying to say, and it's kind of like a little humor thrown out there, that, yes, it's common sense. It's like, it's like if you would have said, well, no one puts a horse in the carriage and then you pull the horse. In the carriage, yeah, you know? sure. I mean, there, you, don't, you don't change that. So what he's trying to say is like, you're not pointless. You're here for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. you're here to to not only know my father, but to be a person to send out the good news. You know, the charisma, yeah. as you say, to change minds, to change thoughts, to change the whole dynamics of, of kind of what the enemy has tried to, you know, come in and destroy. And and 
that's what trust is all about. It's like, trust me because you are created for a purpose and a reason. And I think we get so bogged down in the day-to-day stresses and pressures that we forget that we are called to be something more than what we think we are. Yeah. You know? So. Well, and it's, it's mind-blowing, man. I yeah. mean, like, look, we do this for a living now, right? I mean, this is what we choose to do with our lives is to evangelize through this podcast and through this ministry. And, like, it blew my mind when I sat there and go, man, like, I know that we're called to share the gospel. I know we're called to bring others to him. Mm-hmm. But have you ever just sat and, like, realized the amount of trust that he puts in us to do that? Like, there is no plan besides right. us doing what he's asked us. There's not a plan B. It's either we go out. If those apostles that day had walked away from the ascension and said, you know what, I don't feel like we can do this. Sorry, Jesus, but we're done. We're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be sitting here today because Jesus went all in on those 12 men, and he's gone all in on you and I to say, like, no, this is, if people are going to know me, it's going to be because of you, because of your lives, because of, of your hardships, because of your struggles, because of what you're willing to tell other people about me, right? There, There is nobody else. There's no there's no um, rescue squad coming after this. The, we here and now, in this present moment, as we talked about last week, living in the present moment or the last episode we did together, we can affect right now. In fact, we've been entrusted to affect right now. Mm-hmm. You look at the things that Jesus has entrusted with you. Your wife, right? This is a woman I've given you, a, a, his beloved daughter, to treat right, to, 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 to love as he would love, right? To protect as he would protect. Our children, you have two, I have three. You know, David over here has got one. We've, we're given our children to, to, to mold and to in, in the ways of the faith and to pass on what we have learned so that they can worship God and love God and have that relationship that we hopefully have had with them. And when you sit down and you fathom, start to fathom, you can't even fathom mm-hmm. the amount of responsibility you've been given. And it's not a scary thing. It should be an honor, right? I should be honored that God has looked at me, whether you're a guy on a, a YouTube channel or a guy that's working the soup kitchen or a guy that's picking up missiles and putting them back in the pew after mass, that God has entrusted you was something so huge as the salvation of souls, right? And I think that sometimes we we check out and we think like, well, I don't have a purpose or I don't have a place in this or certainly I'm not important to Jesus. Jesus has given you the most important thing to him, his his brothers and sisters, you know, the, the sons and daughters of God to bring into relationship with him so that they can be with him forever in heaven. And I just don't know how many of us, including myself, sit down ever on any day and fathom that. And, and we sit here and think, well, I, I, I don't want to trust God. Like, I don't want to give him all this because I'm afraid of what might happen. Well, look at what he's given us, mm-hmm. right? And it's so much easier to trust someone who is so willingly and openly giving us so many important things and entrusted us with that, right? And not only the 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 charisma, the, the, the good news, but the gifts to go out and share it. He's entrusted us with his very spirit, which has allowed us to have gifts to go out and live this great purpose that he's given us. And so many of us, Victor, as we've talked about so many times, we feel so empty in our lives and we feel like maybe I'm in a dead end job or the same thing, a groundhog day every day. And I don't know what my purpose is. This is your purpose is to realize that God has entrusted you with so much. It's not just Peter. It's not just your bishop. It's not just St. Paul. It's not just all these other saints. John Paul II, it's you and I, everyday men, everyday Catholics, that God has said, here's my plan. Mm-hmm. And if it works, 
It's going to be because you said yes and you continue to pass it on. Now, yes, Jesus won the won the war, right? When he was crucified, he he opened up, he kicked the door of heaven open to us to be reconciled to the Father again. But there's that we have to be active in that plan of salvation to go and help rescue other people, as John Father John Ricardo says, to go and save other souls. To come to this understanding that trust is a two-way street is just like in any other relationship in your life, Victor. If you're going to really fall in love and, and 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 trust your wife, you have to come to know her, right? That's what the dating period is for. That's what maybe the couple years you spent together ahead of time is for, is, is so that I really come to know this person, begin to love that person. And with that love comes an opening up of my heart and a trust. But on the other side of that, that person is also entrusting their heart and their lives and their secrets and their you know, dirty, you know, spots and wounds and everything else to you. Now, God is perfect. He doesn't have wounds and spots, but yet he is entrusting to you the things that are the most dear to him, which are people to be with him forever in heaven. And if this doesn't rile you up, doesn't get you passionate, doesn't, doesn't make you feel like I have a purpose and a reason for living in this life, then my brothers and sisters, you got to wake up. And realize that, yes, while it's hard to trust God, just like it was hard for that woman with the jar and giving the very last that she had and trust to Elijah, speaking on behalf of God, that there would be more to come. We have to do that. And what I believe will make it easier for all of us is if we start to understand that God has trusted us with so much. And maybe that eases it a little bit when you see there's not just a take, a wanting, an asking of us, but also a great giving to us. And kind of what you were talking about earlier kind of reminded me that at first kind of reconciliation between Jane, uh, sorry, Peter and Jesus, you know, when Peter jumps off the boat after James says, sure. you know, was it James or John? John said, it is the Lord. So he yeah. was like, <laughs> heck yeah, man. But you can see he, he kind of gets there and trepidation kind of like goes, I know what I did to this man. Yeah. You know, and he gets there. And then that's why that conversation was like, Jesus, do you love, I mean, Peter, do you love me? He goes, Yes, you know I love you. And then all he says, feed my sheep. And I think that's kind of the trust is that, you know, yes, we love you, God. And he goes, well, then feed my sheep. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's, it's not, don't think of a responsibility, but it's like. It's like a privilege, it's, it's an a honor. It's a privilege to, to go into just to serve him. We don't, like I said, you don't have to be like the person to go out and like, you know, do the, all these things you think are going to be impossible. Just start at the bottom and work, like you said, with your family. You know, bring your children if they're struggling and in, in, in being, you know, a constant um, person going, family going to the Mass, start that process. You know, yeah. start doing prayers at night. You know, start, start talking to them about faith. Read them scriptures or something, or do a, a rosary, you know, on the Sunday. You know, start doing those things to build your family's faith up. Um, and I guarantee your spouse will appreciate that. Right, and I think that's what it means, means to be chosen, to be set apart. Right. That's we hear these words a lot in scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament. What does that mean? Exactly this. I'm trusting you mm-hmm. to go out there. In fact, I want to read one more um, passage of scripture here that I thought about today, too. It's John 15. And we're all familiar with this, too. I hope is Jesus when he's talking about being the true vine. Yeah. And, you know, this part in here, when you start with, I believe it's uh, 15, four, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Again, abide means to accept, right? To accept something, 
right? To abide in someone's, I'm accepting you, you're accepting me, right? To have a great trust in. And Jesus is sitting here saying, look, I, you need to abide in me first, and I'm going to abide in you. This is a relationship, and with relationship, there has to be that trust. You want to bear fruit? You can't do it without me. I'm trusting you to bear fruit, but for you to bear that fruit, you have to trust me. You have to give yourself to me, right? If we're cut off from that vine, there's no fruit. God is is the pruner, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's the one, Jesus says in the beginning of this passage, is going to come, and when he sees fruit, cut off that fruit so that more fruit can be could be born, can be bared. And this verse goes perfectly with what we're talking about today because Jesus is almost saying, like, look, I need you to trust me, and I'm going to trust you, and together we're going to work together to build the fruit that my Father longs for, which is all of the people that he created, that he wants back so badly that he gave the one thing that he loved more than anything, himself, Jesus, to die for us so that we could be with him forever in heaven. So my brothers, as we're coming into the show today, if you're out there feeling like I'm having trouble trusting God, you know, that I, I know I'm supposed to, but it's just difficult. I've, I've been told my whole life that I've got I've to do for myself and nobody else is going to do for me. That is not the God that we serve. We have a God that wants to give you everything and has given you everything you need. You just have to accept that. You have to trust him. And a good starting place is to look at what he's done for you, what he's entrusted you with already. Be honored by that entrusting of him and let that fuel the fire for you to trust and surrender more of your life so that you can become the person he needs you to be and bear that fruit that he wants you to bear. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, each and every day you give us opportunities to trust you more fully. For many of us, surrendering control and trusting you more can be very difficult. Whenever we feel this way, Lord, help us to realize just how much you've entrusted us with. And Jesus, whenever we feel the fear of trusting you further creep up in our lives, remind us that trust is a two-way street and you have placed yours in us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.